Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host, Alex Salerno, and alongside me is my brother, Tyler, and my good friend, Dustin. How are you guys doing today? What up? Good morning, Vietnam, Mike. You did that in like cyberpunk mode, but with the (laughs) words from Good Morning Vietnam. (laughs) Good morning, Night City. Today, or, everyone's or dead. Power World, whatever the Power World universe is. Good morning, Power World, and all the eight million people who are playing it right now. Yeah, is that what great... the universe actually is called? Like you're on the island of Power World, or like no idea? Ah, it's just probably the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah so today we're definitely going to be talking about Power World. There's no way we're not going to be talking about that. Taking the video game world by storm. Pokemon World, you mean, right? Pokemon. Yeah. TM with guns. How world Pokemon with guns? Are they going to get sued? The answer will not surprise you. It's probably a yes. And but is the game fun? We'll also talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk yep. about the Ubisoft executive that says gamers need to get comfortable not owning their own games. Uh, so we don't agree. But before we dive in, we want to start by saying we really appreciate everyone that follows and subscribes to us. We post new episodes every tuesday at 8 a.m east coast time on podcast services and youtube you can also find us on instagram threads and youtube at pixelated realms podcast we really appreciate your support we don't monetize so that's the best way you can show your support we really appreciate it if you want to ask us a question or leave a comment you can go to pixelatedrealms.org slash ask that's a-s-k leave us a comment and we'll talk about it at the end of the show Especially so, hateful comments about Alex's takes that are always bad. <laughs> Somebody's got to have the hot takes. Let's just be honest. It's Someone's true. Though. Do we it. love your guys' hateful comments on YouTube. It's very aggressive, but we love it. YouTube is YouTube is. I also a lot love the nice comments on, on Instagram. Instagram. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Was, we were talking about this before the show. It's so funny. Instagram is like all these really nice comments. Oh, I totally agree. We love your guys' show. Da 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 da. And YouTube is like, you guys are the worst. This is the worst opinion I've ever clearly, heard. Instagram clearly filthy casuals. Uh, YouTube. Your contrast. <laughs> the yeah. contrast fuels me. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're a hot take show. That's our show. We we are hot takes and opinions. If you want really, you know, deep dives, um, we'll do those maybe in other videos. But our podcast is is just straight up opinion. That, that's what you get. So. We are ESPN first take uh, video games. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of first takes, let's talk about Power World. So Tyler and I have been playing this game. It came out yesterday. Uh, Taking the World by Storm, a fun little tidbit. It has the most concurrent Steam players of any game. It took it over. It was, um, let me see, I had had brought it up. I think, I forgot what the sec, I should have taken a picture of it. But it it beat whatever the current record was. Um, It was, um... Like CSGO or something. Just, like, nah, I just saw this fucking it, I think what Cyberpunk was, was number like three. And then, um, let me see. You know what? I'm not going to try and dig it up. But anyways, it's it's been, it's sold gangbusters. And it's been doing like really, really well. And it's funny because it, it started off as like almost a meme. Like they came oh. out with this and they're like, Pokemon with guns. And everyone's like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. That would be so funny. And then they're like, no, we're really doing it. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. You're going to you're gonna come out with that. And then they did. 
and um i'm happy to say like i actually find the game extremely fun you know yeah, what i mean so this is it is such an interesting case in the video game world right so this was a small team that started development and now has the team has grown um and like you said it kind of started as like a joke like video uh it's obviously pokemon but wait a second that pokemon has a rocket launcher oh my god and so it's as hilarious as it sounds and uh for anyone who hasn't seen this game yet um it's very uh it, it's a survival game very similar to like arc survival evolved or rust uh or conan exiles where you're kind of dropped into a world and you're expected to survive build a house you know craft things all of all of that stuff we know and love but surrounding you are these very cute little pokemon like creatures and we say pokemon because they're just I mean, they're just identical to Pokemon. <laughs> like, like sometimes you're like, oh, that's a Squirtle, you know, instead of like calling it what it really is. There uh, are literal ripoffs of Pokemon in this. I mean, from the couple seconds yeah. I was watching Alex, I was like, oh, there's Eevee. Oh, there's the uh, Eevee Raichu. one was bad. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. Raichu. Oh, there's yeah, Latios. When you're playing so the you, game, it's yeah. hard not to refer to them as Pokemon and then refer to them as yeah. their ripoff versions. Be like, oh, I'm catching like this Eevee thing right now. You know, it's yeah. it's it's hard not to do that. So but but in the game. So as you drop into the game, you begin crafting things. You craft things called pal spheres, which I just want you to take a second. Try to say pokeball three times fast. Try to say pal sphere three times fast. Somewhat. Nah. <laughs> I said it in my head pal sphere, pal sphere, pal sphere. No. Pokeball, pokeball, it, it, pokeball. Which is literally pal just sphere, like an pal it, sphere. It's like a pal synonym sphere. for pokeball. I like can't like it's so hard to say I might as well just say Pokeball so you end up getting these Pokeballs you run in you go smack the Pokemon you throw the Pokeball at them and just like a Pokemon game you beat them with a stick this game is so much more brutal to Pokemon I feel like it's trying to satire like the animal cruelty it is like thing that's gone under Pokemon for years my the only one the fact you can catch and sell humans is uh, yes so there is human there is human character npcs in the world and you know i think as anyone would be like huh hey guys can i throw a pokeball at them and capture them the answer was yes the answer was yes and i love that uh, they allow you to do that and there's a little like a footnote when you capture them that like to paraphrase says something along the lines of like this is generally considered inhumane (laughs) and you probably shouldn't do this (laughs) like they know what they're doing. Like they built this game as like a, kind of a troll and a little bit of like satire and they it totally so lean funny. into it. And I love yeah. it. I love every yeah. bit of it. Cause you literally start with a club and you like knock a Pokemon thing, a pal over the head and, t- and then you capture it in a ball and then you force him to work in your base uh, as an yeah. like, indentured servant. They become you cap- your servants. Yeah. And then you can like, capture humans and do the same thing you can force them to work in your ba- in your camp like which is basically this like Let's concentration forget, camp you can also eat your pals yeah oh, you can butcher them yeah yeah and tyler talk about it tyler did that yesterday. oh my god so you okay so you get you end up getting a lot of pals right like but you know just like just like pokemon you have to capture a whole bunch of the same thing to gain experience so you end up having a whole variety of these these pals great each mm-hmm. pal can do different things so the water ones can water your plants the ground ones can uh uh like dig the uh you know forest guys can chop trees for you so they all go go and they do their perspective tasks 
well, um, you end up having a lot of extra. And uh, we recently unlocked a butcher knife. And we're like, what does this do? And we went and used it. And it just blurs out the Pokemon and just shows you smurdering them and stabbing them. And then you get their meat and, like, raw materials. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This cute little creature. I'm getting turned into candy in Pokemon now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ah. And you can do things too. Is like you can sell your Pokemon to merchants. You, so you can, can sell them. Like be a part of the slave trade. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. And then there's like a black merch or uh, sorry, uh, yeah, black yeah, the market black market. Merchant. Yeah. And you can sell like contraband, um, which means stolen Pokemon. So you can when you when you kill another player or another person with Pokemon, they drop their Pokemon. And you can steal them and then sell them on the black market. It's hilarious. It's so wait, so it is you, just... do you permanently lose your Pokemon yeah. if you get killed? The ones that you're holding, yeah. Unless you go and they pick drop them up. to the floor. They drop to the floor when you die. So you're even, coveted. I can't even not say Pokemon when we're talking about this. No, you, and pal Pals. just does not work. Yeah. So when I drop my pal, it's like uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. And these Pokemon are really cool, guys. Like. We're just walking and there. So there's a 111 in the book in the survival guide Pokedex thing. And we've I've only seen less than half of them. And we've just like half of the fun of this game has been like, guys, guys, I found this super cool Pokemon. Look what I got. And you run back to your friends and they're like, wow, that was that's sick. Like, what did you find? Where did you find that? And you guys go all I'll run over there and then you ca- catch catch a whole bunch. And so like it's like. The the thing about this game that I think is actually really working for me, just diving in, uh, getting a little deeper dive into the game and the game mechanics. The thing that's really working for me is the game is about exploration and mm-hmm. capturing these pals. And other survival games become a really huge grind when it comes to uh, mining resources, right? So, like, I played a lot of Ark Survival Evolved. By the end of Ark Survival Evolved, yes, you do have dinosaurs that help you increase your gathering, but it's still like, I need thousands of wood, I need thousands of ore, I need, you know, you just need materials. And this game takes that grind and gives it to your pals to do, so you have more time to explore and have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really working for it right now. Um, so I feel like I can go back to my base and my guys are taking care of my base and then I have time to go out and explore and have fun uh, and get more pals. So I really think that gameplay loop in the sense that like it is encouraging exploration, but you have a base to go back to and, and have fun at is working really well right now. Yeah. And like, so we have a dedicated server with our friends and we have, I don't know, was it like, we had like six people on all at once. Um, but I think we have a few more people in the server. And so you can have, um, so it's kind of, you know, it's open world. You have your friends. We have like a guild, which means we all share a base. Uh, the game. So we're going to talk a little bit about the controversy later. I know Dustin is like frothing at the mouth to talk about this, but I just want to talk about like the game itself is super fun. So you, you get dropped into the world. You start with nothing. Then you have to, you know, like the very traditional survival, you have to build, you have to make a, a shitty axe. Then you chop down a tree. Then you make a, your first pal sphere. Then you catch your first pal. And then it just, you know, snowballs down from there. And then every time, and then you have a level, your character has a level and you unlock new technology and new, um, you know, blueprints as you go along. And you're totally right. Like you go and you explore and going back to base 
feels more like I'm just like getting ready to explore as opposed to other games where you're like, I'm like grinding out all this other stuff. And there's okay. things like there are dungeons. We did a dungeon the other day. Yeah. There are boss fights. There are boss poke uh pals it's, yeah it's hard yeah. not to say there's shiny pals there's shinies i caught a shiny the other day that was yeah. cool and then even among the, like uh, pals of the same type uh you can they can have different they have like attributes that not attributes i guess um yeah. efficiencies and they are semi-random generated by the type of pokemon it has kind of a pool it can pull from and they will be better at certain things in your base or better at certain things in your fighting and it's really neat and then you can also later on you can put them you can put like three or four of the same kind in this container and it'll make a stronger version of it so um the game itself, the loop is very satisfying and there's a lot of things to explore and there's like things you can pick up to make your character more powerful. And there's like these basically devil fruits that you can pick up to give to your Pokemon to give you more, give them powers. And it, it's, it's very satisfying. It's really what do you fun. you mean like, by container? Do they get smushed into one Pokemon? I'm pretty sure they get turned stronger? into a genetic modified <laughs> disgusting creature. Of... I'm like, this one's got a bigger arm. Chop that fucking off. Put it on this mm-hmm. other one. Cronenberg, <laughs> that thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like four ranks. I think there's four ranks to the the pals, Mm -hmm. and you can use that device. We haven't gotten that far yet, really, but uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of mechanics. Like it feels very fleshed out. Like you know, it's like they give you a lot of like cosmetic options, and Mm -hmm. you know, I will say, obviously, since it's early access, there's plenty of things that you know we. I think are still obvious that need improvement, right? There's a lot of clipping still. There's a lot of like lag in the server and like just general like uh, pals not knowing what they're doing. You know, maybe they're on top of a mountain when they shouldn't be or they're flying in the air when they shouldn't be. So there's there's still plenty of like early access bugs and like little things like that. Um you know, I don't think we're going to we're, we're claiming there isn't um, but that potential, you know, when you're playing an early access game, you're kind of looking for like in a year when this releases or, you know, whatever, how many years is this going to be like really, really, really good. And right now we're having fun. So that must indicate that, you know, the path is looking positive. Now, the big question comes back around and says, can this studio handle the amount of popularity that they have just been handed? They're a small team. They're a new studio. As far as I'm concerned, this is their first game. As far as I know, this is their first no, game. No, it's this is like their fourth or fifth game. Oh, really? I'll have to research that a little bit. Yeah, they have yeah, another game they have that... They that they can follow. I mean, Valheim was a team of five people, and it blew up just like this. So they can but like, can you keep up with that support? You have, you have so many people playing this game now. You're expected to support and keep mm-hmm. turning out, right? Well, they got hundreds of millions of dollars, so hopefully they just go hire people. <laughs> well, for now they do. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. looking just online, it says they reported to have anywhere from eleven to fifty employees. So we don't, yeah. you know, that they're they're pretty small. That's indie, yeah. Um, Indie-ish. You you bring up an interesting kind of point. Is like, are they going to be able to keep this from just becoming a meme? Right. That's right. that's the question. I feel like everybody has in the back of their head is like, is this going to be fun for two weeks and then everybody forgets about yeah, it? Is this Fall Guys? Right. Fall Guys blew up and yeah. then all of a sudden like fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So. Exactly. You got to really be able to capitalize on that excitement wow. and on the popularity. But if you're not ready for that, it's really hard to do so. And once you kind of lose it, it's gone forever unless you yeah. get really lucky again. Plus, they're going to lose I mean, like seventy five percent of their revenue to Nintendo anytime. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, should we talk about that? Let's do it. I know. Hold talk on. Before about we talk about that, I want to talk about like 
do we this has to do with early access and it's not quite just a power issue but it's something that's always bothered me a little bit is like do we feel like early access is just an excuse to put out a game that's broken yes like you throw early access For label the most on part. it comes out I mean, like, and I don't have any problem with games that come out and they're a little buggy and like, hey, we're early access, you know, we're a small studio, this is a way for us to generate revenue to help us finish the game, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then they're like, like you even said, like years, right? There are literally games that sit in early access for years that like they have mm-hmm. really no intention of ever updating uh, to the point of like a full release. And it's like, it's just like a free pass label from the community. And I've like, yeah. already seen it all over Twitter about Power World where it's like, it's early access. It's early access. You know, they're going to fix it. And it's like, why is that okay? I just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I, it's just I think I, I don't think it's okay. Honestly, I, I think early access has a place and I think it's overused. Um, I would rather prefer and wait for the released game, frankly, but we live in a world where they want access to those funds sooner. Thus, they're willing to take this like risk, I would say, in releasing the game early to accept money early. I don't know. I, I think it's just something I, I don't like it, but I'm just trying to live in a world that has it. Yeah. <laughs> One thing it, I do. I, 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 sorry. Go well, ahead, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about this before and I'm, I have, I, I agree. Like, I don't think it's right. And I think so. Like, for instance, I'm looking it up right now. Daisy was in, early access for five years like that's ridiculous i think i think so okay the reason right that this is annoying is because so like i get on one side that early access isn't necessary for a lot of teams that need the capital up front and they're saying like hey we're running out of money we want to be able to finish this so here's what we're going to do we're going to put this game out in early access and then we're going to use that money to fix you know finish the game i totally get it I don't get when it's like an early access for like five years. And the reason why is because if it's an early access for five years, then they're not, they don't really qualify for reduction of the price of the video game. So video games do not uh, often, you know, lose value, um, you know, over like even past a year, they could be like half the price. And that's very common because, you know, the game kind of falls out of vogue and, and it just, you know, they're, it's just not worth the same amount of money anymore so it gets cut but if you're in early access for five years that never happens so you can charge full price that entire time and not get any backlash for it so i feel like there's some selfish reasons for it but i also feel like steam you know we're gonna i'm gonna talk about steam in particular here because most of the time it's it's steam games but i think steam should enforce like hey you could be in early access for no more than a year after yeah. that, you either have to take the game down or put it in uh, full, you know, release. Because yeah. that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, and then from a PR perspective, like, you know, working in the industry, like, I've definitely had clients that have, we've talked to them about it. Like, what do you want to do? Is this going to be early access? Is this a beta? Uh, is this full <laughs> launch? And, you know, like, I'm very honest with my clients that I'm like, look, at, if you go early access press is going to consider this a launch like you've launched your game because mm-hmm, yeah. it's never coming down like right now like ign is doing a review yeah of power yeah. so it is how yeah. we'll have a scored review on metacritic even though the game is technically not launched and like there are clients that don't really understand that you know they are like <laughs> but my game isn't officially out yet so why am i getting like, a review is, score that's permanent on my game when this is like an early build that's not technically 1.0 yet it's like because it 
is like it is if you're locked, asking for money you know? man and i if anyone has access to it and and frankly if anyone has access to it but if it also if it costs money then it's out it's out yeah, if you if were it, charging yeah. money you know like if you don't like that then go to fucking indiegogo or whatever the fuck it is and crowd crowdsource.io or whatever yeah yeah totally yeah, so. like it it, yeah, if it's out, it's out. You know what I mean? Like we consider it out. This, like yeah. as far as I'm concerned, Power World is out, right? Like cons- everyone said, that, like it launched yesterday. No one's saying yeah. like, oh, it's it's in beta or whatever. No, it, it, if it's open beta, I totally agree with you. Then it then it's out, bugs and all. Yeah, um, and that's why I even tell clients too. Like you got to really understand. Like even with some stuff I'm working on right now, it's like, are you guys going to close your beta? Like, is this like a three-week beta, a two-week beta? Or are you going to just have this open forever and then launch eventually? Because, yeah, it's a huge differentiator in terms of how you do launch strategy, everything. But, um, yeah, if your game is coming out, available to download it, whether it's free to play and you're accepting money for gotcha mechanics or you're paying for the game, like, that game is launched. You know, so. All right. Sorry. Uh, no, that's I, and tangent. Although it's not a hot take, I do want to drop my opinion on one thing in PAL World. The character creator is so goofy. Like, I know they don't like, I know they don't put a lot of focus in that. I'm sure they'll adjust it later on, but it is so goofy. All the characters look silly, crosses between like the weirdest variety of anime characters you've ever seen, but like some of them aren't even anime characters. And then like the sliders all like adjust like the bulk of like your entire torso so you look silly as heck like it's it's just hilarious little arms, torso little or lower torso i need to know both i need to know both it's, it's, yeah <laughs> it's all or nothing <laughs> either you're it's, a big old hamburger man or you're nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty goofy but like I, dustin i know you've been wanting to talk about what do you think about them getting sued by Nintendo or when yeah, I mean, it's inevitable, right? They haven't yet. Creators, but... right? Like let's talk about, so this studio head or founder, the head of Power world, I guess from what I read online the last day has is a huge advocate of generative AI design. And oh. it cannot be any fucking clearer when you look at this game that this studio took Pokemon characters, plugged it into an AI generator and said, adjust this shit a little bit or however you do. I don't know. I'm not an AI expert. Um, But they definitely started with a lot of Pokemon characters here and used AI to change the design slightly. I mean, I'm looking at a picture right here. Uh, Let me, I think I can do this really quickly. Uh, Wow. I didn't know that. That's so that kind of like, sucks, man. That this sucks. Cannot be any more of a fucking copy of Lucario yeah. than you could ever have, you know. So um, I don't want to share screen too long because I don't want to fuck up the video. But uh, I mean, it's super clear. I mean, there's like Evie clone, Raichu clone. I mean, I I watched Alex play this game for thirty seconds, and I can name every fucking Pokemon almost that this was modeled after. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I I don't like to hear that this is potentially AI generated. That's that's a huge blow for me. Um, but like, also like, I think it it begs the question: like, what? How do we define like copying Pokemon? You know what I mean? Like, yes, they're just like cute little three D creatures. So like, how do you define those polygons? Like, how do you like 
how do you copyright a polygon like that? And like, I get it. Like, like a small derivation on Charmander is probably, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's probably pretty strict guidelines of what constitutes copyright in Copyright is that typically term. 25%. Like you have to change something like 25%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how do you quantify that on like a 3D yeah. model of a so thing like that? Like if Nintendo can somehow prove that they took their character models, plugged it into AI and reproduced their own characters, like this company is fucked, dude. Then Power World is done. Like they are gonna I, like either they they will lose probably minimum fifty percent of their revenue because I have not read a piece a piece of news coverage on this game or and very few tweets that do not reference Pokemon. So yeah, Nintendo course. is gonna be able to say this game is only popular because they stole yeah. our models. Every single piece of news coverage mentions us. Most social media mentions us. It's attracting Pokemon fans because our because of that connection to our brand. Mm-hmm. And then they stole our character models, which also drove in their player base. Yeah. That like, would be devastating. Fucking just gutted. Yeah. And they'll have to completely revamp their character models, which it's early access, right? So, like, they can say, okay, yeah, like this was, these are models that we used just to like get the game off the ground. We actually have new models we're planning to put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they were to settle with Nintendo, that'd probably be kind of the messaging I might, like, just very off the top of my head think of that they could go with. Um, you know, something along those lines, like we didn't expect the game to blow up like this. Yes. Like we use Pokemon models, like but we were making our own in the background. Um, but yeah, they will get absolutely destroyed by Nintendo. That's an interesting point of view, I think. And, and I think you're right. Like if it is what you said, and this guy's really that into AI use and they used Pokemon as like a base plate. I mean, they're going to get absolutely pounded. Um, which is yeah. a bummer because I still think it's a really good idea and I still think it's a fun game. So I think I think we need to keep our eyes close on this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's like very at interesting. Six million, at six million sales, we'll just say roughly six million. I don't know how many. I think it was eight million now. already. Eight, eight million, million already. You're talking like already two hundred million dollars in revenue. So even if Nintendo took half of that money, you still have a hundred million dollars. You have more than enough money to go and hire five designers to come in quickly and revamp your character models mm-hmm. and say, Hey, the game's going to be in early access for an extra six months. We're going to revamping all of our characters come out. You have your player base, you have your money. Now you have your own character designs. The game lives on. Um, maybe yeah. not quite as popular, but all the mechanics are still there that people are having fun with. But yeah. um, I, so. I think that would be the smart thing to do. And we'll see if their pride gets in the way and they're trying to fight it to the end because Nintendo hasn't really said anything yet, and that's interesting to me, which means that I think that they're, they're building they're their case. Cooking, right? they're cooking, Because their lawyers are fucking man. putting together their files. Uh, exactly. Oh, assist, pull this game off fucking Steam right now. Right, exactly. That they're, would be crazy brewing. if, like, next week that happened. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I wouldn't be super surprised. I would be disappointed. But the cool – so don't un- uninstall the game if you have it because <laughs> you won't be able to get it back. And that, it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens about it. And, like, how do you – you know, at, at what point are they Pokemon and not just pals, right? And for because there's been Pokemon clones in the past. I mean, think of Digimon, right? I mean, no. it's it's very similar. Uh, this one is the obviously the closest we've had in a long time. So, yeah. you know, how do you define that this is a Pokemon? Is it art style? Is it the 
the I mean, character like that's what it is. This is the, that's the only yeah. thing that you can really compare is if they use Pokemon models to well, generate. Like, but if it, they prove yeah. that, they're screwed. If yeah, they, yeah, you know, we're we're just speculating yeah. right now. We don't actually know. We're just saying based on their history, it's very possible. Um, but if they can, if Nintendo can prove that they used AI on Pokemon, they are effed. They are. I mean, I mean that's. I'm going to share my screen one more time, really quickly. Sorry, um, but here's another. How do I? Oh shit! I can't do. Oh, hold on! I got to open it because it's not letting me share my Discord screen. Um. I'm going to show you another photo really quickly for you people who, well, I guess we have our clips on here, right? Um, so this is a photo that I found where it actually shows like, and it's uh, where they're talking about the AI generative tools. And it's like, the eyes are fucking identical. Like the mouth is identical. Yeah. Um, like the rest of it obviously isn't, but like you can kind of tell like it, they might've started over here. Mm-hmm. And with some of these like design aspects, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then kind of pulled it away. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely close. But is it does it meet that threshold? Right. Yeah. You said it was like, let's say 25 percent. I don't know if that was the actual or not, but like, yeah, let's say 25 percent to art. I just know like there's copyright laws where it's 25 because to me, that looks like more than 25 percent different, yeah. even though it's very similar. Like you can't deny that. But is it enough to be sued oh. over? And I like, yeah. listen. I have no doubt that at the end of the day, Nintendo's going to sue them. But I'm just very they curious. They sue everyone. Yeah, they sue Nintendo's everyone. Nintendo's like so, Nike. They will fucking take you to court. Like, like yeah. those yeah. are the two companies. They'll you really take don't you to court over your like lemonade stand that has Mario's face on it uh, yeah. for the sign. Like, so it, yeah. It, but also, it's kind of a bad look on them because it's like this company who has nothing to do with them created a better Pokemon game than they've made in years. <laughs> Yeah, because, and that's something I wanted to talk about a little bit too. It's like I don't think when that's I'm, fair. Go ahead, Al. Go I ahead do. There. I think we've been asking for a Pokemon game in this guise for years, and yeah, they started to kind of finally get there with um with the most recent editions of the game. But like, I don't know. They it both, just felt like it felt like they, this. This. Go ahead. I just say, like all the games that they've come out with have always just been red blue clones, and yeah. not even that good ones. And they just, they, there's no innovation in the last 20 years. There hasn't been any innovation in the Pokemon space. And it's like one company finally comes out and does it and they're going to get sued for it. Yeah. And it shows the interest of a game like this, that 8 million people would pick it up first day. And, and so I think this should be a big kick in the butt to Game Freak and be like, look, man, you guys have been sitting on this IP for 35 freaking years like please do something other than the same standard old game um and like don't get me wrong i liked the most recent like updates the 3d and all that stuff but like i'm sorry but like what the the amount of changes should be greater for how long this franchise has existed and how world is proving that but isn't how this is like pro- like basically pokemon art was arceus i don't know how to pronounce it like arceus, arceus yeah arceus, it's yeah. similar to arceus I mean, like, we got to remember, like, Pokemon is, like, geared towards, like, E for everyone, right? Like, you're never going to have the guns. You're never going to have the kind of stuff. Yeah, the guns are not this, really, yeah, like, in this game. We, like, we haven't even gotten aspect, to the part with guns. Like, like let's say, like, yeah. you put the survival aspect into Pokemon. Like, you know, cool. A lot of people fucking hate that. I hate fucking survival tactics. Like, or survival mechanics in games. Like, I hate base building. That's awful to me. Like, I don't want to have to feed my plants. Um or cut down trees to build a house. But like, I do think like 
that last Pokemon game right there, like we're talking about, was a definitely a big innovation step forward for them. And uh, again, like it's just a different game geared at a different audience that's welcoming to everyone. So that's where I say, like, that's why I don't think it's quite yeah. fair because, like, this game, like, you could honestly say, like, make it like, made a calculated approach to like memeing on Pokemon of like all these mm-hmm. different things that, like, you know, like they might not have liked with Pokemon, but like Pokemon is like in a box and has to honestly stay in that box to a certain degree yeah. because of its IP and its like long-standing history. Like I, don't, totally. I just don't know if there's as much room. I for think innovation. that's smart. Yeah. I think I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And that's certainly fair. Uh, but I think if you take all the meme stuff out and the guns out of the game, it's still a really fun game. Like we haven't even gotten to the gun part of the game and yeah, like it definitely leans into the, the memeing of it all and stuff like that. But like, if you remove that stuff, it makes it a little less, funny and a little less i guess interesting you could say but like the game is still very solid um and so i think you know they need to kind of look at this game in as they go in the future and they need to take something some key parts of this out of the game some notes yeah yeah take some notes and honestly i would love to see an online like mmo-ish like pokemon because this has like flavors of that and i think it would be i mean imagine that like how successful and big that would be if they did something like that like i'm really hoping at minimum this gives them a kick in the pants and shows them that the not just the the kids want to play pokemon that the adults who grew up with pokemon want to play pokemon um, well they've known that for six years when pokemon go came out yeah but like. they don't i don't think they cash in on it as much because kids don't have money as like you know, everybody like played do. Pokemon Go. Everybody and your grandma and your dog played Pokemon. My dad Go. is sixty three and he still plays Pokemon Go every day. So exactly, yeah. and he didn't even so. watch the fucking show. So well. awesome. Well, do we want to switch over to our Ubisoft news? I heard uh, there was some news there in a ridiculous statement. Yeah, let's do. Do it. you want to so, fill us in, Alex? Because I'm livid. Yeah. It is pretty upsetting. I have the article up right here. So <laughs> Ubi, it, the, the name of the article is Ubisoft exec says gamers need to get quote unquote comfortable not owning their games for subscriptions to take off. Now, I think the, the context of this is a little unfair, but he basically says like if we're going to like he, he's talking about the Ubisoft plus service. And he's saying that, like, the subscriptions, which I read somewhere, are, like, I want to say it's, like, 10% of game sales are subscriptions. And so they're saying in order to increase that market share, that people need to not feel like they own oh, I see. their games. So this it is, is a honestly, little... Sorry to cut you off. Uh, but just to add a little context, or, like, a little, like, uh, extra for the listeners. Like, to me, this is Ubisoft's moment, like, Blizzard when blizzard said you all you got phones. phones you all have phones like what he's saying what that guy said back then 100 fucking percent true the way it was delivered fucking Wrong. very poorly and got caused a lot of backlash so go ahead and talk on this i know and i'm gonna hit you guys with a question yeah and Your then PR uh, insight we'll, we'll go from there because i can understand where this guy is coming from well let me just start fucking yeah. let me start with it okay um well, no, no. let me be the counter argument first Okay, and then you can that. you can destroy my argument. Okay. So from a just from a casual point of view, like just a casual gamer who I I I don't know, man. I think this 
like you said, uh, Dustin, I think this looks worse than what he probably meant. And I know they're just going for a headline, trendy headline. But also it's like, I don't know, man, like we're so we're in this world now of everything is digital. We own digital things on 10 different platforms, Mm -hmm. 100 different platforms and devices and accounts. And and I'm just sick of it. Like, you know, how much is a gosh dang Nintendo cartridge worth nowadays? It's worth more than it was when they first came out because they're so coveted. So I don't know. I like having my Steam library and my collection, and I'm willing to invest my money into that collection so I can have everything in one place. And so I'm kind of tired of this like idea of like, oh, everything's going to be a stream or everything's going to be a subscription because it just just like the Netflix and Hulu and excuse me and the uh film and tv subscription debate it's just going to be too many and it's upsetting and drives us away and causes us to want to do piracy and things like that um so it, i don't know to me it's it's a bit ridiculous i think you should have framed that in a totally different way it, let, let me read the full quote because i i don't want to do disservice to to what the quote is out of context right so here he says one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like dvds having and owning their games that's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in video games. As Hmm. gamers grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in Hmm. the game or your engagement with the game. So it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. Um, I so see. Okay, he's he's not it's more saying about like, his cloud. He's talking more cloud based. I think so, and gaming. I think too. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. it's subscription, right? Like, like what we're talking about. Like yeah. he's yeah. saying, like, hey, like you don't have to be worried. Like if you're an Xbox Game Pass subscriber and you play Sea of Thieves for three months and you hit Legend or whatever, and then you turn off for three months and you come back, you're still yeah. a Legend and Sea of Thieves if you start playing the game right. again. Like it's all tied to your xbox account so like you don't lose your progress you don't lose all that but you just lose access because you're no longer paying the subscription service to f- um yeah it's a lot more mild manner with that whole quote like honestly he really just seems to be saying like like we you need to get used to in, instead of like ha- okay like I own Mortal Kombat 1. I have a CD for Mortal Kombat 1. I put that CD into my console and I can play it on my console. And he's literally just saying, we need to get used to the fact that I can play Mortal Kombat 1 on my PlayStation or I can go to my dad's house and I could just log into my account and we can play Mortal Kombat on my account on his PlayStation. Like the amount of like pick up and go and and the way that we're consuming video games has changed. It's no longer, Hey Alex, do you have this game? Like come over and bring it and put the cartridge into my thing and we can play like, that's just not, not Mm -hmm. where we're at anymore. I don't know. Am I off kilter here? Or do you guys agree? I I mean, there's, there's a lot of different angles. I think that this covers so like digital, like digital ownership and, and subscriptions are, I think slightly different things um, in this case and in this context. So it's like owning a game digitally, and, and there's, I mean, they, they both have two different problems, right? And people have different issues with them. So, like, owning a game digitally, people would cons- would say, like, hey, I'm supposedly own this game, even though it's not physical. But then things like, I want to say, I want to say PlayStation had this, like, controversy recently where they were saying they were taken down. I don't remember if it was a video or, or a video game or, or whatever it was. That's a whole game. 
it was a game, right? And they're saying like, hey, yeah. even if you bought the game, we're taking it off. And people were yeah, upset with that because it's like, even though I own and paid for the game, it can be taken away from me at any moment. And then yep. you have subscriptions, which is also a, a same thing where it's like, you know, how Netflix is or Game Pass. They can say like, hey, this game is, is leaving our platform. Um, so play it while you can. And then it's going to get locked out. So people are kind of like, well, then, you know, I don't own anything anymore. And, are you know, what am I paying for? So um, I personally... You know, I I get both arguments, but I'm not as attached to the the medium. It's like I understand, like if I'm paying for something, sometimes I'm paying for access to something, and it's like if it goes away in ten years, like you know, I'm gonna figure out a way to play it no matter what. And <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Here's my biggest concern with subscription. So I'm totally okay with subscription gaming. Like first off, like you know. My to me, it's, it's the new blockbuster. I subscription like, game so I can find the games I like, and then I go buy them. Yeah, like, I, my problem is I just don't feel like the services have a lot of games I'm actually interested in. Like even right now, like I do like uh, PlayStation, you know, has their shit, and I have like the middle tier. But even if I was top tier, I can't go play Ragnarok. I can't go play Cyberpunk. I can't go play Hogwarts Legacy. The games I really want to play that everyone wants to play, they're still locked behind the paywall of like having to buy and then uh, getting access to. So like. The, there are good games on there. Like that's how I played ghost, you know, it's because it was on there. But, um, so like, I'm totally okay with subscription based gaming because I'm paying for the access to this huge library. You know, I'm not paying for a specific game. I'm paying for access to a wide library that I can play anytime I want yeah. from anywhere. The thing that I would say, I think maybe a line should be drawn is that whole idea of losing your content. If the game yeah. goes off, off platform or it gets delisted because it's older is, is in-game cosmetics. Hmm. That's where I feel bad about it. Like if I was an Overwatch player and I was spending a bunch of money on loot boxes or a Hearthstone player and my shit was on whatever platform and all of a sudden it got delisted and um, I'd feel like shit because I've I've not only bought the game, but I've spent like, or I've not only bought access to the game, which you gave me, but now I've spent hundreds of dollars on in-game content that I am now losing also. So, like, maybe there's, like, a line where, like, if you're on a subscription service, you want to take advantage of that. You can't have microtransactions within your title um, or something like that. I think that's a really good point, Dustin. I think that's a great point because – so, I I, there's a little bit of this I do know about. So, take – I'm just going to – Sorry, Dad. I'm going to use my dad's, like, Apple account as an example. He has a lot of movies on that Apple account. Um, And it's just we've been buying movies on that Apple account for years. So it has probably thousands of dollars of value of digital uh, media on it. Right. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood that this is a long, long, long time from now. But when my dad does pass away, that is technically a asset of his that he is passing will pass down to his kids. It's that even though it is digital legally, he's that he still owns the rights to those keys uh, of media and those will get passed down. And I think we need to take a same approach in video games as in if I have a key to a video game, that is still a piece of property regardless. And I should have access to that video game. And I think you bring up a really good point. Like, you know, if they delist a, a game and you no longer have access to it, that's wrong, man. I mean, it's wrong. And and then, you know, you have companies that are like, well, da- don't you dare create a private server and play that game without our permission. I'm like, you've given us no access to that game, you know, so it's ridiculous. But your your 
your added point of of cosmetic items like imagine if for some reason league of legends just went under right and they just pulled mm-hmm. everything i've spent hundreds maybe maybe a hundred bucks or more on league of legends cosmetics right yes i can't use them in anything other than league of legends but now that dollar value that i've invested is is not accessible right and and that it should be an in light of what I said earlier, that should be an asset I should be able to pass down to my kids. I know it sounds ridiculous passing down like a my Aurelian skin to my kids, but technically, legally, it should become an asset that you own. That's I mean, that's been my take. biggest fucking problem with with CCGs, digital CCGs, because like growing up, I, I played competitive Pokemon. Like, I went to tournaments and shit. I used to go to Toys R Us every Sunday and do the league against stamps, and I still have all my badges. Dude, we gonna play the One Piece card game? Let's go. I actually have some boxes on pre-order. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so maybe. Um, you know, but like, I still have, like, a shit ton of Pokemon cards that are over 20 years old. Like, I have, like, the first, like, 50 promos that ever came out. Like, you know, and I uh, I really value those personally, and uh, a lot of people might also value them at this point. Uh, <laughs> but because um, Pokemon cards are fucking super expensive, um, but uh, I always hated that. Like with Hearthstone, I would buy sixty packs, and I only did this once because I was fucking tilted about it. But you buy sixty packs, and you are only guaranteed two legendary cards. If you DE those cards, you only get a quarter value, I think it is. Um, so it's like you could spend $60, get two legendaries, DE them, and you only have the half of the dust you need to create the actual fucking card you need for the deck you want to build. And then you don't actually own any of these fucking cards. Like it's just money you're throwing at the game that, um, you know, you can't trade them, you can't sell them. There's really no value to it. And I was like, this is so stupid. This is fucking stupid. And yeah. a shout out to Horizon Blockchain Games, one of the games I actually worked on called Skyweaver. It's a blockchain CCG, but they actually were one of the first games I see that came out with a title where you could buy and sell cards on the marketplace. And it's oh, still wow. doing really well. Um, so yeah, you play, you earn cards, and they actually, you can use them in your decks, but you can also, they have their own marketplace on their own wallet where you can buy and sell and trade them. Um I loved that though, like working on the game because I was like, yes, this is the fucking broken problem with, with CCGs is like, how am I going to open packs? But I don't actually own the fucking cards. I'm going to spend $60. Yeah. Like, and I have the same kind of randomness luck then, you know, it's like, at least make it like 50 to one, like, or, you know, 50% dust or something like should at least be able to walk out of there with the one card you were trying to get. You know, like, <laughs> but that's Jesus. the gamble, right? Like, I mean, that was the getcha yeah, before the getcha. That's it, right? the gamble. That's Me, the fucking. That is true. Alex and is. I, I have, I have very early memories of Alex and I going to the store in Torrance, California, and picking up Pokemon card packs. I think my dad would let me buy one or two and at the time that felt like a lot and i'm thinking mm-hmm. back i was like those were three dollars like I, like come on dad give me one more oh, i'm just kidding dad uh and we'd open those packs and i'd sit there and be like please be a shiny please be a shiny and then i just get like squirtle 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 okay but you can you know? <laughs> still sell them or trade them to people if you wanted to that is the thing yeah like you own those her stone doesn't allow that no no mm-hmm. at all you know, so it's interesting. I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's a good point, and a whole we could do a whole thing on the card game world. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do I'm that just, sometime. 
I'm just waiting for the NFT bros to come into our chat and be like, this is what NFTs are for. No, fuck you. NFTs hey, are, uh, are, how are awful. NFTs can go themselves. NFTs, yep. if used properly, could be beneficial, like through no. cosmetics and stuff like or that. Not. Like, Never. Uh, or NF- not. NFTs are a money laundering scheme, and you can't convince me yeah. otherwise. There are better are ways. The problem there with NFTs and blockchain ways. is there are way too many companies trying to scam and, like, you know, just take advantage of users, but there will be, and there is proper use cases, like Skyweaver, um, where you are black lotus earning these games or earning these 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 items in game and you could buy and sell and trade them if you want i mean here yeah we're going down the path anyway next week (laughs) i know i don't want to get alex lit up on anything related to blockchain so i know i'm uh, like i'm trying to hold my tongue because as a technologist don't even start don't even start trying to get me to buy bitcoin at sdsu in like 2013 he's like have you heard of this digital coin called bitcoin and now now i was like no i don't regret it stupid my and bitcoin's I, doing very well right now <laughs> no now he regrets not doing it but uh, yeah, we both yeah. The, i guarantee you <laughs> yeah I, my, I have probably honestly lost a sh- i i have hard drive like a like a thumb drive somewhere that probably has tens of thousands of dollars of coins on it that are <laughs> it's in the trash somewhere Unbelievable. Um, but no uh, i don't want to get started on it because like uh, the blockchain is so stupid it's such a bad okay, idea. okay 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 anyway um, back to video game news okay well let's wrap it up maybe we'll actually be yeah, on time I, for the first time in ever um so i'm gonna wrap it up we had a lot of good discussions today and i feel like we're gonna have even more discussions i pal world is not gonna go away anytime soon um and neither is digital asset ownership so i feel like we're probably going to be talking about this again in the future but thank you everyone for listening uh, we don't have any, but any comments on pixelatedrealms.org slash ask. But thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. East Coast times on podcast services and YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram threads and YouTube at Pixelated Realms Podcast. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo! See you guys next week.